Well, it's a great joy for me this morning to be celebrating the memorial of St. Gregory the Great with all of you. St. <clears throat> Gregory the Great is one of the four uh, great doctors of the Western Church, along with Augustine and, and some others. And uh, he was a man who had a, a great heart for evangelization and for the health of the church. And I find a, a very great um, affinity to him. When I was studying in Rome, I was able to pray by his relics quite frequently. And um, the the collect for today, the opening prayer, really strikes me very powerfully. It, you know, it speaks about the flourishing of the flock, the flourishing of the church being the joy of its pastors. And I think, you know, in my own life, if I can speak a little bit personally, that's how I knew I was called to uh, the diocesan priesthood um, as opposed to uh, becoming, you know, because I'm very much drawn to the monastic life and I'd, I'd love to be a monk in the middle of nowhere, uh, you know, being like a hermit. I could do that. I would really like that. But how I, I believed God was calling me to be in the in the parish is because there's nothing that makes me feel more happy than when I see the parish healthy and flourishing, and especially with my penitents. When I see my penitents doing well, there's nothing that makes me happier. Uh, and so I believe that's that's the sort of the, the, the seed of, uh, you know, a little inspiration that God gave me to let me know that I was called to be, uh, to work in a more of a pastoral context. And that is, for, for every true pastor, and hopefully it would be for me as well, the flourishing of the flock is the joy of the pastor. That's what they live for. That, and, and nothing makes them more sorrowful when they see, uh, when they see the parish, you know, deteriorating and, and not doing well and people's spiritual health failing. Um, Saint uh, Gregory the Great had a great burden for evangelization. I'll tell a little story here from his life that is kind of famous and it sticks out in my mind. It's very, uh, it's kind of a fun story. Um, he had a, a relationship with St. Augustine of Canterbury. There's St. Augustine of Hippo, whose feast we celebrated recently. But there's another St. Augustine, St. Augustine of Canterbury, who was the apostle to England. Now, England had been uh, evangelized in a certain sense, or at least evangelists had gone there since the second century of the Christian era. So from very early times, evangelists had gone to England and had attempted to evangelize it, and they had varying degrees of success here and there. The gospel took some hold, but it never really flourished. The flock in England never really flourished. But in the 6th century, in, in Pope Gregory's day, he sent Augustine of Canterbury there, and that's really when the church in England, with the help of Irish missionaries and with the uh, with Augustine, they then really planted Christianity in England in a very successful, powerful way such that it, it truly flourished. And how that happened was there were some, uh, you know, in Rome, unfortunately, there were slaves, there was slavery in Rome, and there were some uh, slaves from uh, England, there were Angles, it's called the tribe of the Angles, and there were some, uh, these young, and they were young people, they might have even been children or teenagers, and they were like on the slave market and Pope Gregory uh, was walking by and he looked at them and uh, they're white and blonde haired and white skinned uh, and in contrast to the to the Roman or to the Italian blood you know they were very very kind of 
luminous and white and, and uh, beautiful. And so he looks at them and he says, you know, who, who are these? And the response was, these are the angles. And he says, let's not say angles, let's say angels, because they're so beautiful. And they, they are, where do these people come from? He says, well, they come from this planet. He says, well, are, do they, are they Christians? Do they know Christianity? Well, no, not really. Well, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna solve that problem. And so then that's when he sends St. Augustine of Canterbury up to England. And, and the flock flourished, the church flourished because of the, the solicitude, the diligence, and the love of its holy pastor, uh, St. Gregory. And I think we see that in today's gospel as well. St. Peter, you know, just like in England, the gospel, uh, many evangelists had attempted to spread the gospel in England and were unsuccessful until Pope Gregory. Um, so Peter, he tried all night to catch some fish. And he was unsuccessful until Christ said to him, you know, push out into the deep and lower your nets. And, and finally, Peter, relying upon his own skill, his own wisdom, his own prudence, was, was fruitless in his uh, endeavors to catch fish. But at the inspiration of Christ and the, the miraculous work of Christ, he was successful. And in our own lives, if we... A desire to to see a family member converted. Sometimes we feel like, well, maybe we're not making any efforts, any headways, and possibly it's a it's a moment, an opportunity to examine our own. Are we are we uh, relying upon our own wisdom and our own strength? Do we have Jesus in the boat with us? Uh, are we evangelizing really according to Jesus's will and His timing and His ways? And uh, if we do that, if we have a real solicitude and a love um, for those who are those who don't know Christ, family members or friends or whoever they might be in our life, and uh, we rely upon Christ and we work uh, at His insistence and at His words, um, we will be able to put out into the deep and be successful, and the joy of that person's conversion will be our own.